Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it is Tuesday. It is really, um, it's kind of been a slow week for me, just in general. Not a whole lot going on. Um, you know, we're vastly approaching the end of May, and it's crazy how we're already five years into, five months into the year, and we are, you know, you know, just kind of getting close to summer. It's really summertime in a lot of areas of the U.S., and I didn't honestly expect the year to go as fast as it did. Um, you know, the coronavirus has definitely had its uh, hand in speeding things up and making things seem a little bit crazy and hectic, but it's just been one of those, you know, years where things go really, really fast, and it seems like they always get faster the more older I get and the different things I get myself into, but, um, you know, it's just been really interesting this year doing a reselling business and actually kind of having a grasp on uh, some of the things that I didn't really know last year and sort of sort of understanding some of these things a lot better now so um, you know I'm just super excited about that Uh, I made a post on Instagram last night about how I was able to make more money doing reselling than my real job and that's true for these past couple of months I'm interested to see where that's going to go past this uh, pandemic and you know how the economy will play out uh, because that could have a real effect on the business that I run and businesses for uh, several other people out there who do reselling uh, either part-time or full-time or however they do it but uh, for now things have been really good and I'm trying my best to kind of capitalize on that as much as I can so it's been really good Uh, you know there hasn't been too much that I can complain about Uh, today I made a few sales nothing too extraordinary or anything like that I haven't been selling a lot of garage sale stuff that I bought last year and I've been thinking about that a lot I think a lot of the stuff I bought was just kind of junk and honestly if I were to look at it again I probably wouldn't have bought all the things that I did I have things like old uh, you know beat up stuffed animals and I think I have an old telescope that I have yet to list just because the money hasn't really been there Uh, but I should list that and I'm going to at some point Um, you know other stuff that's just not stuff that I would generally try and source now uh, but I bought last year just because I was trying different things out and so you know that's something that I can encourage you to do try different things out because each person that does reselling likes to do it differently than the next and it's one of those things where you kind of get to pick which path you go down and so some people they like to do garage sales they really like thrifting they like the thrill of the hunt and if you're trying to make a large-scale business those are not typical ways that you would be able to do that. You can't really garage sale and thrift and make a you know multi-million dollar business out of it. It's just not scalable like that. You can scale it up and make a really nice amount of money for yourself each year and, and build you know a six-figure salary off of it, but you're not going to be able to take it to that level where you can you know scale it out to be uh, one of these large businesses. But, you know, maybe that's not your thing and you like to do things more at scale than maybe you look at private label or wholesale on Amazon. And so maybe you look at those types of things. Or maybe you don't have a lot of space and you're stuck in the city. You know, you may want to focus on something like a print-on-demand type of service. So there's just so many different ways you can take reselling and making money in general. Um, You do other things like go out to uh, storage units that are being sold off or auctioned off because people either no longer have the access to them maybe they moved away and they just left 
you know, whatever was in there and they haven't been there in so long that it's now the property of the storage unit holder, like the storage unit owner. Um, or, you know, maybe you can do, there's, there's just other ways that you can do different things to resell. So, um, you know, you can buy liquidation sales and stuff like that as well. So there's just so many different options out there. And it's one of those things where you can kind of choose your own path. So, you know, my path right now is trying to do a lot of online arbitrage, trying to get a lot of really good items that I can sell that are going really, really quick. And then seeing how summer plays out. I, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do in the summer as far as where I'm going to put my money. I can assure you that I will only be putting it into things that look like they are going to sell fast and sell quick. And if I don't really see the large scale potential of going 30, 40 items deep on a particular item, buying that up as much as I can, probably not gonna be investing very much into items outside of that because unless they're garage sale finds or something, but because I don't really like to, I don't like to get these one-offs. They're not scalable. At least doing items where you can get multiples of them is more scalable than just one-offs. So that's something that I'm looking that I'm gonna continue into the summer, but I'm gonna really watch and see what's happening because if things do pick up again in the fall, it could be catastrophic for a lot of businesses and you know, holding cash at that time, um, being able to invest where you see the different deficiencies in the market is really what I'm gonna be wanting to do at that point. So it's just something that I'm looking at, but um, you know, it's just, it's been really crazy right now. And I, I think a lot of people know that and a lot of people feel that both um, you know, from a personality and, you know, just how you can, uh, how you see things going on around you kind of standpoint from a personal standpoint. And then, um, you know, from a, a business standpoint as well, a lot of businesses are being hurt right now. Uh, a lot of the things that happened in March and April are finally starting to catch up to some businesses. And it's going to be very interesting to see how things play out for them uh, come summertime and then fall next year or fall this upcoming fall. So, um, but for me, I really don't have too much that's changed over the past couple of days. Uh, you know, there's just, it's been very, very much the same. I go online, I find items that I like to sell. Uh, I get leads from the group that I'm in. I go to Walmart, I go to Target, I go to all these different stores, I buy them up and then I resell them online. I package them all as soon as I get home, they sell and then I just ship them out at the post office or at FedEx or wherever. And so it's just been really a lot of the same and there really hasn't been too much changing. I'm kind of looking forward to when I can get out to garage sales and do a couple things where, you know, you can look at different items that you may not see at all in a retail store. You can look at vintage stuff, you can look at things that are super unique and that's just a good break, a good breather for me from doing just straight retail arbitrage and online arbitrage kind of flips. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for summer to finally be here. It's been a very, very long spring. Uh, for some people, it's been even winter time as well. And so I'm just kind of excited to get into that time where people are a little bit cheerier and a little bit happier. Um, you know, just because the sun's out, everybody wants to be outside. It's just a good time of the year. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being able to spend some time outside uh, doing different things that I like to do out there, maybe visiting my girlfriend, um, you know, just all these different things that you can do during the summer because everybody's a little bit more relaxed and a little happier. So I'm pumped about that. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about the different flips that I've been doing. A lot of them are very, very 
high in demand items like people really want them right now they are extremely uh, hot items that people really really want to buy um, and they're selling out as soon as I get them in to uh, my house and so it's just one of those things where I'm thinking about what are the different strategies that I deploy for selling these fast-moving items and one of the things that's a huge debate between people that are on eBay and on Mercari and you know these different selling platforms is what do I do about free shipping and so I want to address that today because I don't think a lot of people really know what to do know when to offer free shipping know when they're uh, you know willing to ship an item for free versus do uh, you know paid shipping for an item by the buyer and how to do that so I'm just gonna touch on that today and hopefully give you a little bit of insight into why I do free shipping on a lot of my sales and it's not to say that you should do free shipping on all of your sales. I personally don't believe that you should, but a lot of the things that I'm selling when they're fast moving items, I always do free shipping on. And you know, it doesn't matter the size of the item. It doesn't matter uh, what the different item is. I'm typically doing free shipping on faster moving items. And so I'm just gonna talk about that a little bit today and kind of hopefully clue you in as to why I do that and hopefully help you out with it. But you may be sitting there going, you know, you do free shipping on every item that you do. Like, why would anybody do that? You can get the buyer to pay for it and you can do, uh, you know, you could lose a lot of money because you're doing free shipping. And for me, the problem with doing paid shipping is that eBay doesn't like it. And so if eBay doesn't like it, I necessarily don't like it because their algorithm caters to what they tell you to do. And so if you look up on eBay, a lot of things they'll tell you if you look up how to get better eBay sales and stuff, they have a couple articles and they usually mention things like, you know, have a good description, have a good title and, you know, offer free shipping and stuff. Like those are all good things that you should do. And if eBay's telling you to do them, it's probably because they want you to, not because they wanna kind of lead you astray and, and all these different things. So um, free shipping is viewed by eBay as a very positive thing because buyers oftentimes sort by free shipping or um, you know they look for items that are free shipping they may uh, filter out all the items that do not offer free shipping even if they're a better deal because they like the feeling of free shipping people like the the feeling of getting things for free and now with Amazon Prime and um, with a lot of these sites being free shipping over 20 25 bucks it's made people really used to not having to pay shipping anymore so people don't like to pay shipping it's not the norm anymore and it just feels weird it feels like you're being cheated a little bit so people don't like to pay for shipping and it's one of those things where ebay recognizes that and they say hey we're going to put that into our algorithm to hopefully get your item boosted up a little bit more if you're offering free shipping because oftentimes that leads to a better customer experience and so that is not something ebay would tell you that is not something that is hard and fast a fact but if you list an item that has free shipping, you list an item that doesn't have free shipping, it's interesting to watch which one gets more views, which one returns higher search results. And I've done a lot of these tests. I've listed you know, the same item twice, and that's not really a concern of mine that it would sell at the same time because most items don't sell at the exact same time. So when one sells, I could, you know, I could you know, remove the other one, but I'll test items with paid shipping versus free shipping. and. Oftentimes for items that are slower moving, like a garage sale find, like something I find at the thrift store, I'll do charge shipping on that because I want the buyer to pay and I don't care how long it takes to sell. I'm usually not putting a lot of money into this thing, whatever it is. It's just something I found at a garage sale. So if it sells in you know two weeks or it sells in two months, it's not gonna matter to me. So I'm gonna have the buyer pay for shipping 
And typically those are items that are collectible or something that somebody is going to go out of their way to look for on eBay and purchase and they don't care if, if shipping is um, included or not included in the final price. But a lot of these faster moving items, people want the free shipping. And so eBay shows, they know that. And for me, I find that items move a lot faster for me um, at even higher prices and stuff when I offer free shipping. And so what I ended up finding is when I would list items that didn't have free shipping, they would sit there and they would get like, you know, one half to one quarter of the views the items with free shipping got. And that makes sense. And, you know, you would want to buy an item that is free shipping that is the same cost as an item that is paid for shipping. That's just logical. But you may be sitting there wondering, you know, how do you make any money on shipping these items? And the way I make money on shipping item, the way I make money on items that I offer free shipping for is because the items that I'm offering free shipping on, even if they're extremely heavy, I mean, I offer free shipping on items that are sometimes 50, 60, 70 pounds. And, you know, it's about understanding the way that shipping works and how you can utilize different services to get the most bang for your buck. A lot of the items that I'm selling are going at four, five, six times the price retail that you would actually pay for them just because they are hot in demand items. And so when you're getting these lucrative, you know, these lucrative sale prices, oftentimes you can charge free shipping and still make a good amount of money. And so if I lose $100 in shipping, but the item sells for $500 and I was able to buy it for $100, um, you know, I still may net 100 to 150, 200 bucks sometimes. So it really depends on the the different avenues you want to do. I mean, I'm very comfortable losing $100 in a transaction. Uh, I'm very comfortable with that feeling of losing that to shipping and, you know, doing free shipping if it means I'm still going to make $100 uh, out of the entire sale net profit. So that's just something that I've kind of realized. I didn't used to be like that. I used to feel like I was being scammed, cheated uh, for shipping. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I made the sale. I shouldn't have to pay for the shipping. But when you think about it, that's how the buyer feels too. And for items that are super hot and in demand, they usually have a very high, very premium price. So whether it is items that I'm sourcing during uh, you know, retail arbitrage at a Walmart, whether it's a pair of sneakers like the LeBron's I got the other day, whatever it is, I will charge free shipping and I will list my item a little bit higher than everybody else. And I usually end up covering the shipping costs with a little bit higher of a sell price. But for whatever reason, people just feel more comfortable buying free shipping items. And so they buy my item over the guy that's offering the item $40 left, less with paid for shipping because his item one is lower in the search results and two, they just don't like paying for shipping. So it's just, it's one of those things where you have to weigh out the cost and the uh, benefits of offering free shipping and determine if it works for you or not. Now, if I'm doing free shipping, I will always subtract that price out from the cost of the item or the the actual sale price of the item is what I meant to say. Um, and I will subtract the cost out and I will do like the calculations as if the shipping had already been made. And I try and figure out what it would cost to ship that item across the country from me. So if you're located in the middle of the country, you're kind of in, you're, you have a kind of a lucky draw there because there aren't too many parts of the country that are completely uh, super far from you. You're in the middle of the country. So you're kind of, you know, dead center. You can get to most places. Uh, the same amount of distance. So for whereas me, you know, I'm on the East Coast, I'm in Pennsylvania, 
Uh, places like Oregon and California are on the complete other side of the country for me. So I will try and find those places, see what it would cost to ship the item to that location from my house, put in the different dimensions and the weight, and then go from there and see if the shipping cost uh, and the worst case scenario sale price will still get me a profit that I'm comfortable with. And so, you know, when you're buying a $100 item selling for 300 bucks and making $75 profit, well, that may sound, you know, that may sound like you're kind of getting gypped a little bit because you sold it for 300 bucks. You should be able to get a little bit more than $75 for it, you would think. But if you're able to do that at scale and you're able to get 10 of those items, well, that's $750. And so that's something that I'm focusing on a lot more now, finding those items that you can do free shipping on and get out very, very fast because it doesn't matter what the shipping cost is. It only matters how much you make in the end. And if you're making 50, 75, 100 bucks on an item, who cares what you sold it for? As long as you're not doing something stupid like buying an item for $1,000 and you know flipping it for $1,400 with $150 shipping paid by you. And you know what I mean? You don't wanna invest all that sort of money to make a hundred bucks. But if you're investing a couple hundred bucks and you're gonna make a hundred bucks out of it, that's a good, good margin there. I mean, you're making 50% back on your $200. And at that point, the margins kind of take over and it doesn't matter what your ROI is. You wanna make money and you wanna make more money than less money. So I don't care if you can make 500% on a coffee mug. You can make a lot more making 50% on an item that sells for 200 bucks that you bought for uh, you know, 150 bucks or, or, well, I guess that's not a good example, but you know what I mean. An item that sells, that you bought for 150 bucks, make 50% plus the original price that you paid for it. Um, you know, if your ROI is 50%, then you're doing really well for yourself or I guess 150% if you wanna look at it that way. But you know what I mean. So, you know, you just wanna be able to get the correct item and the correct amount of money that you're looking for. And it doesn't matter if it's shipping paid by you or the buyer. That's really my point of this all is. So many people get caught up in wondering, you know, what should I do here? How should I do this item? You know, what are the benefits of free shipping versus not free shipping? It's just one of those things that I don't think is a huge deal. Just get the money that you can get and kind of get out of there with the item. So, um, you know, that's really one of what I want to focus on today. Um, you know, just knowing that an item with a slower moving uh, time of sale, you know, you're going to have it listed for a while. You can feel free to offer calculated shipping and have the buyer pay that. Um, you know, they're going to pay up for these items that are more collectible, uh, more vintage, all these different things because it's harder to find those items and you may have one of the only two or three on eBay. But if you're going after a very fast moving item, I'd encourage you to look and see if the margins are there for free shipping. And if they are, um, you know, make that call and offer free shipping and you know, you'll make out very well with that kind of a purchase. If you're losing a lot of money doing free shipping, if you see that, uh, you know, this item was fine if I had the buyer pay for shipping, but now since I'm having them not pay for shipping, uh, you know, it looks like I'm not gonna make anything, but everybody else has around the same price that I'm looking at selling this for. Well, those people aren't making anything either. Those people are stupid. Like you don't sell, you don't sell an item for, you know, $5 profit um, after you just bought it 
and you bought it for like 60 bucks. That doesn't make any sense. And so you'll find that that's a problem a lot of times. You'll find that a lot of people are offering the item at $15 above what they paid for it at free shipping and they're making like three bucks. And you'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. But that's just the way that price tanking works. People don't know how to list. People don't know how eBay works. Those people end up losing money a lot of times. So just don't be those people. If you see items that are very hot right now and they're in demand and somebody is offering it for a extremely low price or the, the general selling price of the item is a very, very close to what the retail price was and they're offering free shipping, just don't even bother with it because you're gonna have a hard time moving that item and you're not gonna make money. You'll oftentimes end up losing money on the shipping. So, and if you charge the buyer shipping, you oftentimes won't sell the item at all. So it's just, it's a difficult thing to kind of wrap your mind around if you've never done it before. But, you know, I would encourage you to, if you find items that are very fast moving, if you want to get into that style of reselling, offer free shipping when you can, because it will make your items move faster. You can get that capital back. You can reinvest it into your business and just keep flipping and flipping and making more money off of the money that you've made. So. I'm gonna let you go with that. That's, um, you know, that is free shipping in a nutshell. That's my thoughts on it. You can let me know what you think on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm gonna go. I will let you guys get back to whatever you are doing on this Tuesday, but you guys have a good one and I will get with you tomorrow. Peace.